that long day behind you Good times lie ahead With company worth keeping That'll bash a smile on your head Come on in, the doors open You'll find just the finest folks here Pull up a chair, grab a drink And lend our stories your ear Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern Here you're always welcome The talk, talk, talk the tavern Promising beer and bedlam The talk, talk, talk the tavern Music, medicine, then some The talk, talk, talk the tavern The song's over Welcome to the Tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't, but we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern can have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, my vices tonight are a CAO Brasilia cigar and some Henry McKenna bourbon. I am Travis Sivart, your host and author of incredible series such as Portals, and Silver and Smith, just search for them on Amazon or other fine book retailers. Ed, intro yourself. Tell us your vices. Hey, people. How y'all doing? My vices tonight are ginger ale, which I understand doesn't have any fucking ginger in it at all. And uh, Bowman Brothers bourbon. Really good shit. I'll be out. Andrea? No, no vices. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. That's why I was waiting. <laughs> so, I heard that there's no ginger in your ale. That's because it's in the candy that I'm eating. Ah. So I'm having some ginger chews and knitting, because that's what I do. So Jockich says, "Wish I had a cigar right now." And Maria says, "Is water a vice? Sure, water is my vice. Absolutely, water is a vice. You could definitely pull that." So, tonight's podcast, oh wait, hold on, Wordwin says, my vice tonight is coconut lime fruit bar and black tea. I like lime. Let's hear a little black tea. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? And I, representing. I think we're going to avoid those topics that we're talking, <laughs> you're, you're edging towards them, I see oh, you. come on! <laughs> Maybe. Let's start out with Come on. let's start out with this nice, fluffy, adorable, cute topic. Pets can boost your brain power, a study says. But Best type of therapist has fur and four legs. Not only do pets provide stress reduction, our furry and scaly friends also improve cognitive health. Now I could bring up the article, but I think we have enough just from that to talk about Just from that. Do pets help your mental health? What do you think, Andrea? We have a couple. Um, mental health? Um, may- maybe. <laughs> but then there's Steve. <laughs> Steve Perwin. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think so. Because um, it depends. It, it gives you someone that is around 
and something another living being that you need to take care of so that gives you reason to get out of bed so i don't know it just depends but yeah i guess it's okay can boost brain power though the study says i think they definitely help mental health i don't understand that i don't know I'd, i could pull up the article and, and skim it if you guys want i can do that oh, no need no need you know we've got a headline we can go with it it boosts <laughs> Brain power were you? What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. We've, uh. I think my cats, I have cats, and Andrea has cats where we have cats together. Maria says pets help your mental health for sure. Like I'd be lost without Arthur. That's her puppy. He just loves seeing me every day and relies on me to provide him without wanting anything in return but love and food and a place to poop. She didn't put that in. I'm just saying, you know, they're pretty insistent on that. Whether you like it or not. But my cats meet me at the door. They're happy to see me. They follow me room to room. And Ed, you've had pets before. You don't have one currently. No. no. But but you you like pets. My Rottweiler was my baby. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was she was my baby when when I broke up with my wife. That was that, that was the hardest thing leaving her behind. The Rottweiler, you know, not you can the say, wife. Why did you leave her behind? My wife was a veterinarian. Hmm. The Rottweiler. Um, the wife, different story. But the Rottweiler. But you know, my ex-wife was a veterinarian, and she took her to work with her every day, so she never had to be alone. So that was the best atmosphere for her to be in. So, but. You know, fur and four legs. I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking fur and two legs. Now I am a child of the 80s, so there still was fur back in those days. It's not there. But that's good for your mental health, too. It's I, I just like to say. Fur is back now. It has been for a few years. It's fur back? Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. I married a hippie chick, so it never went away. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So Wordwin says, my pets certainly helped me at times, though the loss of eight is true. <laughs> that, that sounds like a great topic uh, where you can really dive into that. Um, Wordwin says, yes, we could. the loss of eight in the past six years is devastating. Cancer mostly. You've lost eight pets in six years and cancer was the prevalent issue? That's that's rough. That's when you go, is that shit contagious? The fuck? It's uh May I suggest a pet rock? <laughs> <laughs> and that way if somebody breaks into your house, you just throw that thing at their head and yeah, work with that. Um, Almost as good as a Rottweiler. <laughs> I don't know which one would get you more in trouble because defending your home is really an iffy issue in some places. Let's 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 peel away from that and talk about a mother promised her son one thousand eight hundred dollars if he stayed off social media until he was eighteen. He just collected six years after taking the bet. What do you think? Positive to keep your kids off social media? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Why? Oh, yeah. Hell, I need to stay off social media. Yeah. I need to get on it well, more. Well, the thing is, mm -hmm. something... Go on. A, a lot of them are on there too much, posting too much information. Like, every single thing they're doing every second of the day, that is not good. Mm -hmm. Or they feel like they need to have the approval of everyone on the internet or they're not worthy. And that can lead to depression or suicide or, you know, there's a lot of bad out there associated with it. There is. And just competing with yourself sometimes, always trying to appear perfect or, you know, happy or mm -hmm. healthy or successful. It, it's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves through social media. And Wordwin just mentioned that they have yeah. a cat who is 24 years old. And then clarifies, at least she was two to four years old when I got her. So that's wow. Mm -hmm. Eighteen hundred, not worth it. I don't know. I take that right now. <laughs> it's uh, the only reason I have social media is because of my book writing and that sort of thing. A lot of times, I have no urge to scroll through all the other things, and it's difficult for me to bother or care. I just want to give people the information so they can find my stuff and not out of arrogance, just out of, hey, buy your shit. If you want this stuff, it's good stuff. Check it out. Andrea? I'm on their way too much because of cat. Okay, I do love a good cat video. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's I think too many people look for the drama instead of the joy in social media, and that's part of the issue. But three hours later. Hmm. I, I, I tried the approach of if you want this stuff, it's good stuff on social media thing, but I, I didn't get any hits. No likes, no nothing. <laughs> Yeah, what what social media could you post dick pics to though? Asking for I, a I friend? Um, no, I would never. Do that. No, no, no. <laughs> OnlyFans. OnlyFans. And Maria says I'm with Travis. I think I should be on more for marketing. Right now, my sister, who is 16, reached a milestone to make money on YouTube, which she markets through social media. And by the way, made that goal mm -hmm. in one month. Because she's offering stuff people are interested in, which is not necessarily a 16-year-old girl. It's K-pop stuff. And, you know, and I might be misquoting here. Maria can correct me, but videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wordwin says, I take 1800 and drop everything but Twitch, which is where we broadcast the live show when we record it. It's all. Way to go. I don't know if social media helps me with the other stuff besides using the actual paid advertising, which I have recently started doing and found has definitely made a difference in sales in the past 
few weeks, month, been about a month, I guess. Um, it's not thousands of dollars, but it's definitely an increase over usual sales. And mm, here's a touchy topic. Should we talk about Amazon or just skip that one? We'll talk about it. Okay. So Amazon is closing all of its <laughs> physical bookstores. How many of us have ever been in a physical bookstore by Amazon? Amazon bookstore. Anybody? I never knew they had such a thing. Right. Didn't know they had it. And the article headline says, First, Amazon shuttered the doors of traditional bookstores worldwide. Then it opens its own. Now they're closing them all. Oh, Maria says, I'll sub to your OnlyFans. Well, ad. shit. Apparently, I need to set up an OnlyFans page. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll have one fan. <laughs> Two. Just you, Maria. Out, appreciate that. Just out of curiosity, you know, I'm signing up for it. It's <laughs> Andrea's pointing at herself. I think you got three. So there you go. It's better than oh, half right. my social media already. <laughs> Big money. <laughs> you might make $10 a year, which is how many years did it take me to make that off the podcast? Three, four. And Maria says, uh, clarifying her sister does K-pop compilation videos. And in one month hit, hmm. I think it's, 1,000 followers, subscribers to the YouTube channel, and 4,000 hours per month played to monetize. Wow. So, yeah, that kind of... Nice. I'll drink to that. I'll, I'll raise a glass today. Here's to that. So, Ed, has nothing to do with you. Mm. An invasive species has an ethnic slur in its common name. Entomologists are changing that. They're changing the name of the gypsy moth because it's offensive. Gypsy moth, yes. yes. Now, I'm going to show my ignorance. I, like, I have a fondness for gypsies. Now, I realize nowadays people consider that an offensive term. I understand that. But to me, they've always been a magical people, and not necessarily in the in the religious, ritualistic sense. Just they travel all over the place, and I realize a lot of people, you know, have a bias against them, and that's horrible. I myself have always been. It's like joining the circus or the carnies. You know, those were gypsy-like people. They traveled across mm -hmm. the country they were in and saw places on a regular basis, and they they lived this life. And to me, that was always kind of awesome. So glamorous, very glamorous. To a point, in a, in a way, yeah. I mean, I realize it's a hard life. They're doing hard work, whether they're. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm referring specifically to the carnies and, and traveling shows and circus workers right now. Um, but yeah, I've, I never had a negative connotation associated with the word in my head, but a lot of other people did, especially in Europe. 
Perhaps it's a U.S. thing where so, we. Yeah, Andrea. So the people that want this word gone are the. Is it the people that the word is referred to? Are they the ones saying, "Hey, this is bad. We don't want it." Yeah, prob probably none of them are gypsy. They just say it's offensive to gypsies, so it's got to go. It's like right. those other words out there. They are now. I don't think initially they were, but they definitely are behind it now. Okay, the Romani people in particular is who I'm referring to. Um, but, but I know. <laughs> and Maria asked, when did Gypsy become why. a slur? It was about 10 years ago. Now, it's been a slur for a long time because it was a generalized term for a group of people. But. So. Yeah, Andrea. But Romani and Gypsy are two different things. I'm sorry, I didn't hear half of what you had said. I know. The because the phone did a thing in the, in the reception. Um, Maria asked, when did Gypsy become a slur? I said about 10 years ago. Um, but it, it's a generalized term applied by other people to a group of people. But at one point in time, they did own this term. Um, and we, Absolutely, yeah. And we can compare it to other groups of... What's the right words here? Okay, and Wordowin clarifies. I think, Alters. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Ed. Wordwin says no, I, what you were saying I think it's because word. it's not what they call themselves question mark and it's a bias term I don't know I've just always had this uh, I've lost the word now romanticized version of gypsies in my head that yes they travel together in caravans and in my head of course covered wagons or uh, what's the right word Andrea the, the thing we want to build in the backyard that you want one um, that looks like an old Vardo? Vardo. Thank you. And now they're, they're traveling in vans, etc. And yes, the term has become a negative term or has always been a negative term, but now it's been recognized. So now it carries that weight. And, but there, familiar. There, yeah, exactly. Ed, that's what, that's where I was insinuating earlier. I mean, come on. With that word, okay, that we can't say anymore, that begins with an N, come on. Black people owned that shit for years. They did. 90s and, and the now, first decade of this of millennium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we can't say it no more. Yeah, where all the white people were like, how come we can't say it, but you can? And we're like, be you know, uh, black people mm -hmm. were like, because, fuck you. And then they giggled. And uh, the white people who like never really held that word as a thing of power giggled along with them and now no nobody no except Nicki minaj <laughs> Nicki minaj and and a small group of rappers and eminem apparently and will smith and bad boys too okay <laughs> three wordwin says it's like indian native american first nation though everyone i know prefers being called by their tribe name yeah and that that is a fair comparison it's 
and we adjust with these things. And I do say Native American all the time. Is the proper term now First Nation? Am I am I behind again? Probably. Yeah, they changed it. I'm still, I'm still struggling with not being black, you know. <laughs> Actually, Ed, you're you're allowed to be black now, as opposed to oh, okay. African American. Um, that see black again? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Self identifying is different from identifying a group, from what I understand. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, where's the fun topics? CEO of Delta Airlines is pushing for a national no-fly list as passenger behavior continues to sp- spiral out of control. How do you feel about that? I'm all for this. Yes, do it. Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't understand what's up with people acting up on an airplane these right. days. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I think they always did, but now we have cell phones. So suddenly it's on mm. YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And now you have these assholes that were being assholes publicly displayed. So it only counts if there's video. Oh, good point. Yeah. But personally, I'm all for a national no-fly list. Now, of course, when John Smith gets banned and suddenly 1,800 people are banned when it was one person who did the bullshit, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. yeah, we need more than just a name. We need other identifiers. Um, and Maria says, flipping back to the previous topic, I think it depends on where you live. Sure. We use native here, and Paige doesn't seem to mind. I really should clarify on that. Absolutely. And by the way, there's been many times over the past 25 years that Ed and I have been friends that I've gone to Ed going, hey, as a white guy, I need help. What, what am I allowed to do here? And he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's... uh. I'm like, what are you comfortable with? But just because Ed's comfortable with it doesn't mean everyone of that ethnic background is comfortable with it. And I'm with you, Maria. Maria, referring to the airplane thing, I don't understand people acting up at all. If someone is there to serve slash help you, then maybe you shouldn't be a dick. Do you think people are doing it for their 15 minutes of fame? Mm, good question. No. It's like Andrea says, somebody's going to have a cell phone and they're going to film it. You know, people suck. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We went to, because I'm very happy if someone will cook for me. Mm. I don't have to work. I'm tired. I don't want to cook. And we went to, I guess it was TGI Friday one time, and they had this sign basically saying, don't be a dick to our servers. At least they showed up to work, you know, be patient. I'm like, is this necessary? And unfortunately, it's necessary because they have these signs at Waffle House, too. And it's like, I'm like, thank you for cooking for me because I'm lazy today. Why do people have to be assholes for something? Because you don't have to go to these places. And a lot of times it's about wearing a mask into the building, which you then take off when you put your fat ass in the chair. 
or booth or whatever. And it's like, you know what? Just calm down. Put the mask <laughs> on. Take it off when you sit down. It's okay. And, oh, my God. If you don't have the patience to sit and wait because there's only two servers for this whole rest restaurant, don't fucking go. Go home and cook yourself. Be patient. They're doing the best they can. And by cook yourself, you mean put that fucker in an oven and turn it on? Mm. Um, I'm yeah. just checking here. Yeah. It's <laughs> go cook yourself, you, mm. you annoying little prick. Lucky. Oh. Just, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Would you want someone cussing you out or being so just rude? And this goes for retail. This really A goes for people- any service industry. Anything. Any service industry. It's yeah. happening in hospitals, mm-hmm. restaurants. I mean, anywhere. It's happening oh everywhere. God, and people. Oh, no. Mm. Wordwin, let's talk about that. Let me read Maria's comment first Good. and then go back right. to yours, Wordwin. Uh, Maria says Speaking of cooking, what I don't understand is anyone messing with people dealing with their food. How dumb can you be? Wordwin says. I do know we're not supposed to use descriptions of people that refer to food, such as mocha-colored skin, chocolate-colored skin, etc. Here's what I'll tell you. Go ahead, Ed, please. I like being mocha-colored, man. That sounds like somebody's just going to eat me all up. Right. Yeah, they are. And by the way, Ed, I'm friends, in case Ed didn't know, I'm friends with a lot of black people, especially <laughs> over 40 black women. And when I, I did bring this question up to them in private with three or four of them, so I wasn't cornering one woman and said, hey, this is what I understand. What do you guys think? Every single one of those they don't women have a problem with it. repeated what Ed said. I love it when my man calls me mocha colored. I feel delicious. Yep. I feel appreciated. And every single one of these older black women said that. Now, that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody. To be clear, I'm not saying this is something four women said, so everybody should go with it. Because I get it. But also, you know, this goes to olive-colored skin for those uh, Greek or Northern African, Middle Eastern, etc., but, yeah, it's apparently, especially if you're writing a book, no longer couth to use that sort of description. But there's apparently a wow. segment of that population that goes, don't take that away from me. I appreciate this. And they yeah. compared it. Oh, well, yeah. what do we call white people? Chalky skinned. I'm like, nobody wants to put chalk in their mouth. Call me vanilla flavored. And I'm like, hey, baby. So you guys probably like acid. Got to rise out of you, right? <laughs> yeah, hold, you guys talk about this. I got to let a cat into the executive washroom here. I mean, come on, uh, my wife and I played Black Buck Got Loose in the Big House, so you know it doesn't bother me one bit. <laughs> my mom kicked my ass over that one once. True story. Visiting oh, my, my parents and. We were getting ready to leave and go home, and my mom was like, oh, don't rush off. I was like, no, mom, got to get home. 
So Teresa and I can play Big Black Buck Got Loose in the Big House. She smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> but because you said black? I think because I made a sexual reference in front of her. That's right. I've never done that before. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you made any kind of reference. Um, so what I'm going to say about that is, uh, yeah, guys, individual basis, individual groups, and adjust accordingly in public what you're comfortable with in private. Ed has never had a problem with me calling him my my delicious chocolate friend, and he has call, called me white chocolate on more than one occasion. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So let's take the last 10, 15 minutes here. Oh, hold on. Wordwin says, two of my friends worked years in restaurants. They even owned one for a while, yet their two sons are arrogant, rude, and impatient with service. Oof. Make insulting comments to them for doing what their parents did for decades. Not a word about it. Weirds me out. Mm. Yeah, that's second generation, always different from the first generation. As they try to rebel against what their parents were and be something different. So let's talk about when you go out, what do you drink? When you order something off the alcoholic menu, what are you ordering? An old fashioned (laughs) with the peanut. (laughs) You want to explain that, Andrea? (laughs) Nope. Okay. If anybody gives that reference, they're my friends. Oh, you can't use ginger for redhead? Oh, really? Because I've known a lot of redheads that really embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call it? What do you say now? Nothing. And Wordwin also says, I've heard vanilla cracker and snowball for white people. Yeah. uh, Yeah. None of those have ever bothered me, but that doesn't mean it doesn't bother somebody else or it's a proper comparison. It's an equal comparison across ethnic borders. Um, by the way, uh, if you can't use ginger, can we just say firebush? Is that okay? Is that acceptable? <laughs> Ed's excited, and and to be honest, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's <laughs> and this this is why the sensors show up. <laughs> this is why we're down to five kilobytes per second on our stream. Uh, so first of all when I go out to order a drink I have a real issue paying four to five times the cost of what I would pay at home for an alcoholic drink when I look at ordering a steak and a baked potato and broccoli or whatever okay it's maybe double what I'm paying at home if I bought it and cooked it myself maybe triple but the alcohol is so over the top. Now, putting the price aside, yeah, I love the ability to try different bourbons and whiskeys that I don't want to buy a whole bottle of. But I can go to the alcohol mm-hmm. store and buy 
What, what, what are the little bottles? One, two ounces? One and a half ounces? Something like that? There you go. Like what Andrew's got I her think hand. two ounces. It's a standard shot. Two ounces. Yes. Um, well, here's the thing. When you go out to the restaurants or whatever, you're not paying for the product, really. You're paying for the experience. Right. And for someone else to get it for you. Which is why I say double and, or triple well, here, is reasonable. That, that's great. Not, mm-hmm. Go on. Mm-hmm. Well, and I understand that. But we went out the other day because I wanted something and I wanted an adult beverage. So I got I, I got me a mixed drink. I'm a very lightweight. Mm. I drank the whole thing and nothing. I'm like, I don't even know if there was alcohol in there. It's so I have no problem spending $15 on a drink. But if they don't even put the alcohol in it. Have a little bit of a problem for spending fifteen dollars on juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Maria says strawberry daiquiri is my go-to when going out to eat and getting a drink because it because to make it myself is a lot more work than I'm willing to. And that's fair, by the way. When you look at a pina colada, a strawberry daiquiri, even a margarita, to make that at home, that's a lot of fucking work. Andrea's like doing the, she's like wiggling and make, yeah. doing the neck thing. She's all excited about frozen drinks um, or a mudslide milkshake. That's the same way about waffles. No, that's fair. That's fair. By the way, I, I read a book recently where somebody said once you're over 40, you don't want to make your own pancakes. So you don't make them at home ever again. You just go out to eat pancakes once you're over 40. And I thought about that and went, that's true. And I told Andrea and she nodded and said, yeah. And then no shit people. One week later, she comes home with a box of pancake mix. And I'm like, the fuck? We just talked about you this. On the list. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Cat needs that out. Was Darn cats. Damn cat. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't have a problem with paying more for an alcoholic drink than I would pay, you know, $4 for the two ounces in the one bottle. But <clears throat> when they're charging 12 to $15 for an ounce and a half of straight whiskey... And you sure it's not the rail drink, by the way, anybody who doesn't know the rail drink is your bottom shelf crappiest liquor that they use for mixing a rum and coke or whatever. But yeah, when I order a Jameson neat, by the way, if you're a bartender, please learn what the fuck neat means. It means no ice. Do neat mean yeah. Yeah. Don't put three quarters of a cup of ice and one ounce of liquor in there. And expect me to be excited. No. You fucked up. Right. No. And by the way, also, if I say I want it blackened, that doesn't mean burn it. That means I want Cajun seasoning. Dumbasses. <laughs> but fun fact, I don't bitch at my server for it. If I am unhappy, I very nicely and calmly ask them, the fuck just happened? This is not what I ordered. But usually... I, I don't know if they can... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I... 
I do like to pair my drinks with my food. If yeah. I'm drinking pizza, if I'm eating pizza, I'm drinking beer. Right. You know, if I'm eating a steak, I'm usually going to have a uh, very red wine right. or bourbon. Right. You know. So yeah, I I will order the appropriate drink to pair with my food. So what but, beer do you order with your pizza, yeah. and what kind of pizza? I, I'm a meat pizza guy. Uh -huh, okay. So I will usually go for it's. It's usually going to be a craft beer. Um, yeah, are you whatever the restaurant looking has, a dark a beer, beer, a lager, an IPA? Yeah. What are we looking at? Or does it not matter? An ale, just okay. an ale. Okay, just an ale. Yeah. It's yeah, matching your drinks to your meal is important to some of us, and I don't think other people realize that. And by the way, if I order a drink, or Andrea orders a drink, and says, Don't put this garnish on it that comes with it, and then you put that on it and we send it back, don't just take it out and leave the seeds from the goddamn thing floating in the drink like you made a fresh one. Because that's a true story. We we ordered some kind of fruity um, martini. It, it was like raspberry martini or something. And it had like a lemon wedge or an orange wedge. And Andrew went, don't put that on it, please. And they brought it out with that on it. And Andrew went, I don't want that on it. I don't like that. I won't drink this. And they took it away, brought it back, and still had the fucking seeds floating in the goddamn drink. And we're like, we know what you yeah. did. <laughs> I know what you did. <laughs> it was like mountain pear martini, which is really good. I just don't like lemon in it, and I don't like the seeds in it. But other than that... Yeah, in general, Andrea doesn't like lemon. She doesn't want a lemon pepper steak or lemon pepper chicken or lemon pepper anything. She doesn't want lemon. She doesn't put lemon in her iced tea. She doesn't put lemon in her hot tea. <laughs> She doesn't put lemon in much of anything. I make a whole jug of homemade lemonade. Andrea doesn't touch it. She doesn't want lemon. Yeah. But I like lemon milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Okay. So. Oh. Yeah, I think when you go out, you go out for an experience. And part of that experience is ordering your grown-up adult alcoholic drink when you decide to have one. And you expect it done to how you order. And we all have these romantic visions of the 1930s through the 1960s where they ordered, you know, whether it's a whiskey neat or an old-fashioned, not in a coffee cup with a peanut, but... Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maria. We're making you... We'll toast... <laughs> Maria says, y'all making me miss drinking. I'll drink to that. There we go. Oh, crap. I need to make another one. Oh, no. So what I'm telling you here is, in a sideline, we're not looking at drinking to excess. We're looking at enjoying a drink that blends well with what you're already enjoying. And yeah, yeah. Um, and as much as we have so many times said, treat your servers nicely, 
if something is ordered wrong, you do have the right to go, hey, make me the right thing, which Andrea hates sending something back. I hate sending something back. I'll eat the wrong thing. Edward, I do too. You do too? I do, yeah, I will too. I will. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, for anybody out there who's serving, listen. Listen. And, and get the person what they order. Because you have a bunch of nice people who will never complain when you bring them the wrong thing. But I'll be damned if Andrea hasn't like shut down three different restaurants in the past month alone going, we're never going back there. And fun fact, Mexican restaurants love to give you chicken goddamn tacos when you order beef. And she's like, close the door on three different Mexican restaurants because we fucking keep getting chicken tacos when ordering beef. Don't fuck. And we don't sit there and eat it. We get it and go home and don't find out till we get home. Yeah. Right. It, it's funny. I, I will, if I go to a restaurant, if you get my food order wrong, I, I, I won't complain. If you get my drink order wrong, I will complain. Okay. Okay, because your one drink costs as much as your whole goddamn meal. And you're going to have yeah. one drink because you're drinking for flavor. Not right. for, I want to booze it up. And, I, you know, I appreciate when right. a bartender goes heavy-handed on the poor, but it's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the flavor of that drink. The only time you can go heavy-handed on a poor and get my true appreciation is if I'm ordering a single alcohol that's not mixed. So, if I'm ordering a whiskey neat, heavy-handed is awesome. If I'm ordering a margarita or a, a daiquiri, don't go heavy-handed. I want the flavor of the whole drink, not just this overpowering alcohol. And Wordwin mm -hmm. says, me, order soup, no onions. Comes with a pile of green onions on it. Me, um, I said no onions. Server, oh, those are chives. Me, size. Do me a little favor. Take it back to the kitchen and tell them I said no onions. <laughs> I give her a little wave. No, no, I'm not mad at you. Just take it back and tell them. She returns a few minutes later. Chives are onions? Her face was so red. I got fresh <laughs> soup. Yeah, fun fact. Onions, scallions, even leeks are all in the onion family. By the way, garlic is in the onion family also. Fun fact. Garlic is a, is a human-altered onion. Yeah, Andrea? Shrek is like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> and a parfait at the same time. Not an onion parfait, though. That's nasty. So. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Let's wrap this up. I'm going to raise my bourbon. Neat. And toast you guys and say thank you for joining us on here on the tavern. 
Here's to you guys. And uh, you guys are awesome, really. Mm-hmm. You make the show, guys. Let's do the outro. And we'll catch you on the next podcast of Talk of the Tavern. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.